0: Listen more than you talk. And last, son, don't let anything keep you in Oregon. Reckon you have a sweetheart, and if so, fetch her along. With love from your dad, Gaston Isbel. Jean pondered over this letter. Judged by memory of his father, who had always been self sufficient, it had been a surprise and somewhat of a shock. "'Weeks of travel and reflection hadn't helped him to grasp the meaning between the lines. "'Yes, Dad's growing old,' mused Jean, feeling a warmth and a sadness stirring him. "'He must be way over sixty, but he never looked old. "'So he's rich now and losing stock and going to be sheeped off his range. "'Dad could stand a lot of rustling, but not much for sheepmen.' The softness that stirred In-Jean merged into a cold, thoughtful earnestness which had followed every perusal of his father's letter. A dark, full current seemed flowing in his veins, and at times he felt it swell in heat. It troubled him, making him conscious of a deeper, stronger self, opposed to his careless, free, and dreamy nature. No ties had bound him in Oregon, except love for the great, still forests and the thundering rivers. "'and this love came from his softer side. "'It had cost him a wrench to leave. "'And all the way by ship down the coast to San Diego "'and across the Sierra Madres by stage, "'and so on to this last overland travel by horseback, "'he had felt a retreating of the self that was tranquil and happy, "'and a dominating of this unknown somber self "'with its menacing possibilities. "'Yet despite a nameless regret and a loyalty to Oregon,' When he lay in his blankets, he had to confess a keen interest in his adventurous future, a keen enjoyment of this stark, wild Arizona. It appeared to be a different sky, stretching in dark, star-spangled dome over him, closer, vaster, bluer. The strong fragrance of sage and cedar floated over him with the campfire smoke, and all seemed drowsily to subdue his thoughts. At dawn he rolled out of his blankets and, pulling on his boots, began the day with a zest for the work that must bring closer his calling future. White crackling frost and cold nipping air were the same keen spurs to action that he had known in the uplands of Oregon. Yet they weren't wholly the same. He sensed an exhilaration similar to the effect of a strong, sweet wine. His horse and mule had fared well during the night having been much refreshed by the grass and water of the little canyon. Jean mounted and rode into the cedars with gladness that at last he had put the endless leagues of barren land behind him. The trail he followed appeared to be seldom traveled. It led, according to the meager information obtainable at the last settlement, directly to what was called the Rim, and from there grass valley could be seen down in the basin. The ascent of the ground was so gradual that only in long, open stretches could be seen. But the nature of the vegetation showed Jean how he was climbing. Scant, low, scraggy cedars gave place to more numerous, darker, greener, bushier ones. And these, the high, full foliage, green-buried trees. Sage and grass in the open flats grew more luxuriously. Then came the pinions— and presently among them the checker-bark junipers. Jean hailed the first pine tree with a hearty slap on the brown, rugged bark. It was a small dwarf pine struggling to live. The next one was larger, and after that came several, and beyond them pines stood up everywhere above the lower trees. Odor of pine needles mingled with the other dry smells that made the wind pleasant to Jean. In an hour from the first line of pines he had ridden beyond the cedars and pinions into a slowly thickening and deepening forest. Underbrush appeared scarce except in ravines, and the ground in open patches held a bleached grass. Jean's eye roved for sight of squirrels, birds, deer, or any moving creature. It appeared to be a dry, uninhabited forest. About midday Jean halted at a pond of surface water, evidently melted snow, and gave his animals a drink. He saw a few old deer tracks in the mud and several huge bird tracks new to him, which he concluded must have been made by wild turkeys. The trail divided at this pond.